0: I promise to support and guide you on every single episode. Let's begin. Everyone, welcome to another episode of the Fertility Warriors. It is my absolute pleasure today to bring to you Molly Nichols. And I can't believe, Molly, that it's been so like taken us this long to have a chat on the podcast.
1: I totally agree. I'm so excited to be here. So
0: I am so sure that many of you are following Molly on Instagram. If you're not, please go and do so because Molly is like the queen of guided visualizations. She has such beautiful Instagram posts and just your energy, Molly, is beautiful it's soft it's so feminine and I find your story really interesting because you and I have a similar background type a corporate world I'm not quite 100% out of there I feel like you're a little bit further on the journey than me But, but what we're talking about today is how to cope with repeated miscarriage and just the battering that you receive emotionally you've now worked with hundreds of women who have experienced this, but you yourself have had your own fertility journey. And like, it, it's a really interesting journey as well, especially in the last like year, 18 months. <laughs> um, so can <laughs>
1: you tell us a little bit about your story? Oh, uh, absolutely. So I never really set out to be a fertility coach. As you just said, my background was it was actually in corporate wellness, and I ma- I managed uh, luxury spas, and I was the one that supported other healers. I never saw myself as the healer, and my goal when I was growing up, I guess my intention, the only thing was I really wanted to be a mom. That's where I saw myself. I would get married, become pregnant, and I'd be a stay-at-home mom. But that, didn't, that wasn't how my story was supposed to play out. And it actually took me seven years to, mm. to finally become pregnant. And throughout my journey, I saw a lot of different doctors and talked to a lot of different people. And again, I worked in the luxury health and wellness industry. And throughout that entire time, no one really asked me about what was going on inside. Like, what's your stress level at? Or what's going on in your mind? Or... How are you feeling? Do you feel connected to your baby? It was all about the physical. And what we know is that our fertility is multidimensional. It's not just physical. It is mental, emotional, spiritual, energetic, and physical. And it was when I started making, uh, really looking at my fertility from a different perspective, which was challenged. I met a woman at at an event who kind of challenged me and, and looked at me. I waited all day to talk to her this acupuncturist to tell her I was thinking about going back into treatment and what she thought was going to, you know, maybe she was the one that was going to give me that one piece of advice that would be the missing piece to my fertility puzzle. It, this is a bullet while, that doesn't exist. <laughs> yes, that one thing, you know, but what was interesting is that in a way she did, but not in the way that I was expecting she actually challenged me and challenged my beliefs and she looked me uh, right in the eyes and she was like you don't believe you're going to become pregnant and i was like first of all who does this woman think she is i don't (laughs) even know you and then from there she wasn't telling me i wasn't believing strong enough or i wasn't thinking hard enough or i wasn't being positive enough she was just asking me you know did i actually feel connected to that it would happen for me at some point in some time And I went home and I was really, I sat with that. And what I realized is that I really wasn't connected to that. I had never seen myself pregnant in my mind. I just wanted to say those words. I'm pregnant to my husband. And um, I really started looking within and going, what is my belief system around becoming pregnant? What is my belief system around having the things that I truly desire in life? And I realized there was a lot of stuff around worthiness. There was a lot of stuff around, Um, That I can have some things in life, and I can't have others. And I began visualizing myself pregnant and connecting with my body, and being still for the first time in my life. As you said, Mm -hmm. again, I am—I'm naturally driven to the perfectionism stuff. I'm naturally driven to type A, and I've worked through a lot of that. And it still, you know, supports me in some areas, but it's my Achilles heel (laughs) in others. And I and and lo and behold, several months later, I was guided to go back into treatment, I went through IVF, I became pregnant with twins, and I felt like I had this, I had discovered this thing that uh, that no one was talking about. In seven years, no one once asked me about my mental and emotional well-being. They were just, take this medication, go to this doctor, do this. No one was asking me about what was going on in the inside. So it became my passion. Like, okay, I know women are suffering and I need to share this and scream this from the rooftops. And so that's where it all began. And through that process, um, after my twins were born, I went back to my corporate job. I worked there for almost one year to the date. And then I left there and um, began sharing my guided visualizations and what I was learning and discovering about this other aspect of our fertility that at that time wasn't being shared as much. And during that time I became pregnant again, naturally, but with a little girl. And then it was just like off to the races, just sharing and, and wherever I could. And then um, right after my 41st birthday, which I'm 42 <laughs> now, um, I became pregnant naturally again and just gave birth to a beautiful baby girl who is almost a year old so today I stand before you a mama of four and what I will say too is when I became pregnant at 41 because we know age we're all you know age is such a huge focus Mm -hmm. um, in the fertility industry and I say industry in quotation marks. yes that My life on the outside was an absolute mess. Like we were moving, my marriage was in shambles. Like it was a really, it was not a great situation. But throughout that time when I did get pregnant, I was still doing all the things working on the inside. So my spiritual practices, my mental and emotional practices, my the way I was taking care of myself while I was going through that time, it stayed steadfast. And so I think that is a great transition into when you've been coping with multiple miscarriage. It's like, how are, how are you, what's going on in the inside? How are you taking care of yourself when it feels like so much on the outside or so much um, is kind of falling apart? So yeah. So after a seven-year fertility journey, I would have never in a million years thought that I would be sitting here today with you telling you that I'm a mom of four. It's, It just, I hope that, 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 um, and that I became pregnant naturally and gave birth at home. I had a home birth after two Mm. C-sections with my daughter. So those desires that you have in your heart, when we, um, sometimes when we least expect them, they, they, they show up. So, yeah. And so now I share my fertility visualizations and my, um, healing modalities with women, thousands of women all over the world.
0: And I think, like, I still remember the Instagram post that you made when you announced your pregnancy talking about how, Mm. like, no, everything wasn't perfect. And I think that as type A's and certainly the vast majority of my clients are type A's that we get really caught up in needing to do all the things and having needing to have everything aligned all of the ducks in a row and it, some like there's there's no way i always say perfection is a unicorn like it does not exist mm. and i think it's really hard as well when you have experienced loss that you know that piece that you mentioned as well of like i am worthy it's like you're battered by that and you're battered by this feeling that, like, am I not doing enough? I am not enough. How did you start to wrestle with those emotions or come out of those emotions on those stories that you had playing over and over again?
1: Yeah, I feel like it's I feel like it's this idea that we're going to find this, like this, that we have to do everything perfect. And it and and the perfection comes down to like, the littlest things like we have to eat this perfect diet, we have to be in this perfect mindset, we have to be in this perfect relationship, we need to live in the perfect home. And it's like, it is a unicorn that and, and it's a trap. And it's a trap that leads us into a place where it puts all of our energy into our minds and not into our bodies and our intuitive nature. It's very driven by the mental. That's why we keep going to Google or we're listening to every single fertility thing that's on there and, and it, it gets us, it does, it gets us in this, this place where we're spinning. So the, thing, the first thing is just you have to slow down and you have to be with what is actually going on within your mind. And so when I, you know, when I first started meditating and I first started visualizing and first started getting quiet, I couldn't even close my eyes. I was afraid to be with my own thoughts. I was afraid to be in the stillness. And we, a lot of times are more comfortable in the motion, in the moving, in the doing, checking the things off the list. When, if that, if you've been doing that and that hasn't been working, it might be time to take a different approach. And that, that it's easier to check all the stuff off the list. It's easier to be really diligent about all your appointments that you have to go to and the food that you have to eat and and all the things you have to do. It's a lot more difficult to be gentle and and empathetic and loving towards yourself to go, you know what? Why don't I stop today and look at how much I have already done and give yourself grace and acknowledge and to be proud of yourself. Well, yes, it hasn't turned out the way you wanted it to. And yes, you have struggled and you have suffered. A loss is, it it, it, it it breaks your heart open. But if we try to shove the grief down and we don't make space for it, and we just try to find the next thing that's going to make us feel safe, the next thing that's going to make us feel okay, we're, we're dry. It's like a, it's a trap that it's like a, the way I see it is kind of like a a wheel that keeps moving that never really gets us anywhere, but we think that it's going to. So the thing is you have to, you have to slow down and go, how am I feeling? Well, right now I'm really angry right now. I feel really unworthy right now. I'm filled with grief and to give yourself permission to feel that rather than making that wrong. Cause that's what we do. I'm not being, I'm not being positive enough and like the toxic positivity is just has to go where we need to start going, you know what, I'm really angry right now Mm -hmm. that this happened, that I I suffered another loss, or I'm really angry that I saw another woman who has been trying for two months get pregnant and post it on Facebook, you know? Mm -hmm. I'm filled with grief. My heart is breaking that I'm experiencing this again. I'm terrified that when I become pregnant again, that I will have another loss. And when we begin to look at that, when we become the witness of our emotions, our mental and emotional experience, then we have the freedom to change it. But it is the subconscious where we're trying to outrun it. And the other thing is that we're being told from all these outside sources, especially in kind of the new age uh, spiritual community, they tell you like that you do need to be positive and you don't want to give your fear energy because if you do they're going to manifest. Oh, when I hate that. This, we yep. need to I can't stand it. it. And it's and it's BS because we don't want to be um, necessarily like hypervigilant in our fears, but we do want to know like, okay, I'm afraid right now that I'm going to experience another loss. I'm afraid I'm going to be struggling to have a baby forever. I'm afraid that I may never become a parent or I may never have a sibling for my, my child. Whatever that fear is, once you can look at it, then you have the opportunity to shift and change it. But if you're trying to outrun it, if you're trying to force it to go away, it is driving you anyway. And so we have to look at our fears and then look at them and go, well, how do I want to feel instead? Or what is a different choice I could make here? Um, and the moment we look at it and the moment we start to say, gosh, I feel unworthy, we can, then you can come back and go, but am I? Is that really the truth? Am I unworthy? You can go, absolutely not. I am just as worthy as everyone else. And it's or, like the monster has no teeth. Like when you sit yeah, there. Absolutely, yeah. yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah totally. Absolutely. So you take your power back. In acknowledging it instead of outrunning it. And your positivity or your hope or your inspired action will come from a different place when you're aware of that. Because if fear, again, is the driver, then you're making choices out of fear. You're moving into fertility treatments when it doesn't feel right. You are staying with the same doctor when maybe it doesn't feel right. You're moving forward after a loss when maybe you haven't healed enough. Um, it's fear that's driving instead of that intuitive knowing and that's the place that i believe we should all especially as women men and women but especially as women so much power comes from us connecting with our true essence our intuition and our intuition speaks to us through our bodies. so we need to become connected to our bodies but we are very mentally driven so it's just that balance it's not saying if you're too overly mental mentally um you know charged with that too many thoughts that that's a bad thing it's just having the balance are you equally or even a little bit connected to your body
0: i love that and i you know i don't think i've even really spoken about it but we you know when we have q and a calls i've had this the question multiple times in these private circles that oh my god like if i'm thinking of fearful thoughts do, am i going to make mm. it come true and i'm always like well no you don't just think things into existence or this is my thing you have to take it's what the inspired action that follows and whether that inspired action is led from fear or led from love that then starts to dictate how things are manifested is that sort of your philosophy as well or
1: absolutely absolutely and think about the energy that you then put around the fear so you have this fear That and I think the secret, like, did they showed like part of the law of attraction? And I don't Mm -hmm. even really like even like say that when it comes to our babies, like we're using the law of attraction. I feel like it's so much deeper and sacred than that. But I think we're that was the thing where we start to say like, uh, I have a fearful thought and I need to be positive. I need to be. I can't have the fear. I can't have doubt. And if I do, that means my baby's not going to come. And so the energy then you have around that, the anxiety that you should be thinking something different, that's more of the the Mm -hmm. issue than the fearful thought itself. It's the pressure and the anxiety you're putting on yourself to try to force yourself to think something different instead of acknowledging why you're feeling what you're feeling in the first place, you're, it's natural to have doubt. It's natural to have fear, especially when you've been on the fertility journey and you've been through a lot. So and it's about acknowledging, me. yeah, go ahead. And when you've had loss, like as well, like yeah. it's normal
0: to grieve, like that's a normal thing.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. And, and then having grief, we go into this thing with loss, we go, well, if I have all this grief, can I still become pregnant? Absolutely. I have mm. all this fear that I'm gonna have another loss. Can I still become pregnant? Absolutely. So it's about giving yourself permission to feel what you're feeling. So your emotions can flow through you instead of becoming more trapped in your body. And then also doing a little bit of exploring on why you feel that way. Okay, I, am, I have all this grief that I'm carrying on my heart, mm. but I shouldn't have, the, and then your mind goes, I shouldn't have this grief because if I have this grief, then my, ba- then my baby's not gonna come. Mm -hmm. And then looking at, but instead looking at the grief and going, if you were to be compassionate towards yourself and say, you know what, I have all this grief because my heart broke when I had that, my loss, Mm -hmm. or my heart broke because, or I'm having all this grief because when I became pregnant, there was so much that was attached to that. There was a dream that was attached to that. There was a relationship, a connection with a baby that was attached to that. The the hormonal experience you went through. I think that's another thing we don't talk about in loss. Like when you have a loss, there is a postpartum experience there. And we just want to kind of push that under the rug and go now just moving on. It's like, no, your body has to go through that change. You mentally and emotionally, you have to go through that, that, experience and it it can be sacred if we allow it to but as a society we don't give women we don't have a lot of context for grief it's like got to be positive got to be happy got to push through it and go can you honor yourself and what you're going through in that time with love and compassion rather than self-criticism or thinking that you need to feel or experience something different because it's the resistance the polarity between the two that ends up causing us more uh, heartache or more uh, anxiety, more internal turmoil, I would say, because we're always making ourselves wrong, thinking we should feel or think or be something different. Yeah.
0: It's like it just amplifies what is already there.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And then we start to try and numb out our feelings. And then that's how we start losing our connection to, our body so women who have experienced a repeated loss do you have any suggestions for they've fallen pregnant again and basically they feel absolutely petrified that history will repeat itself do you have any tips or guidelines or activities that you you know have seen before be super helpful for others
1: Yes. So I want, I'd like to even back up a little bit before yeah. and because what's coming up is to start even like before pregnancy happens and then going into it. But if you are pregnant, I'll share a tip for tip and tool for that too. So if you have experienced one or multiple miscarriages and you are, one of the things is that you will likely be feeling is like, am I safe to become pregnant again? Is it safe? Because it feels dangerous because of all that you've been through. So when we talk about things like guided visualization, if it feels right to go straight into connecting with your baby again and your body in that pregnant place, that's fantastic. But for a lot of women, especially with multiple miscarriage, it can just come to really connecting with your womb and really tuning into your womb our wombs are sacred spaces within our bodies and I I recently like when I was preparing for my home birth I was like I'm like oh my gosh we have a life portal (laughs) we have a portal that births life into the world it's like there was like this deeper awareness that I had I was like oh my gosh and so it just felt so much more profound to me and and are we connecting with that and when you move into your womb You may have different emotions that you're holding on to there, more stories, like what are the stories that you have about your body? Is my body capable of becoming pregnant and sustaining your pregnancy through birth? Uh, Looking at what are, do you see your body is broken? Are you blaming yourself for your loss? Really looking and then beginning to explore, and I'm a huge fan of journaling and journaling that out just from like, just from an energetic or emotional kind of unpacking or unloading So you can kind of clear that space and inviting loving energy into your womb, like seeing it as this beautiful sacred space that, that has the capacity to receive, grow and birth your child into the world. And it might, when you first tune in, it might be a little bit darker. It might be a little bit heavy and that's okay. And then you just invite love in, but start with connecting with Start with connecting with your womb and, and reminding yourself that your body was designed to do this, that your body was designed to, uh, in the sacred uh, uh, blueprint of your body, and, and then, then go from there. So just connecting with your body again, and then, then you can invite the baby in, seeing yourself pregnant. And sometimes when we visualize ourselves pregnant and we're connecting with our bodies in that way, then we get to a point that moves a little bit farther where you may have fears around where your miscarriages have happened. So if they were early miscarriages, it might be hard to see past that. Uh, it might be that you had a late-term loss or multiple late-term losses or even birth loss. So just taking it gentle, just being gentle, to because what we need to realize is that our minds see in pictures and images, and whether we are aware of it or not, our fears are seen as images in our minds. And so it's not about having that perfect image all the time, but just those little moments where you're inviting in those new thoughts, those new images, having those little affirmations like, I am safe, my body is safe. You know, just gent- gently looking at what your thought process is. And then it's not about forcing yourself to think something different, it's not forcing yourself to be positive, it's more just, inviting in, okay, what feels, what if my body is a safe place? What if this pregnancy gets to be different? And then your mind will automatically begin to bring up scenarios that will support you in that. And your mind may go, it's not, it's not safe. And you're not going to make that wrong. You're going to go, but what if it is? I love the affirmation, like what if, and then add that to, to the, um, the end of whatever you're trying to call forward. So then once you're pregnant, Connection is going to be important, but I had someone reach out today who was asking about my, uh, a client who was dealing with severe morning sickness. And in the severe morning sickness, she was like really, really worried that she doesn't, didn't feel connected to her baby. Self-care is going to be essential. So when you become pregnant again, I feel like this goes along with with what we've been kind of talking about, but that idea that looking within and giving yourself permission to feel however you feel. So self-love, self-compassion, I'm really afraid right now, and that's okay. Your baby isn't going to go away because you were afraid. Your baby isn't going, you're not going to cause yourself, I don't believe you're going to cause yourself a loss, excuse me, because you um, thought the wrong thought. Your baby and your connection with your baby is so much stronger than that. And what happens is that we, for women blame themselves when loss happens. We continue, you continue to just blame yourself, blame yourself. What did, and you try to find that reason that it happened. And sometimes there isn't a reason. And sometimes the baby might not have been ready or some, maybe it was something, a, a insight or something that that you were to take away that was going to support you and opening up or expanding on a different level. So looking at your losses from from different perspectives. But I think once you're pregnant, if you feel good, just working on connecting with your baby, staying in your body, and just giving yourself grace every step of the way, I will say the number one thing That my clients come to me with when they become pregnant after fertility journey for a long time or after one or multiple miscarriages is the number one thing on their mind is am I going to think the wrong thing that's going to cause my baby to leave and for me to have another loss. And so remember these words that like you are not going to cause your baby to leave because you are afraid you're not going to cause your baby to leave so just remember that it's okay to be afraid. And then to know why you're afraid, I'm afraid I'm going to have another loss because of what I've already been through, because I've had a loss. And then asking yourself from there, what is it I can do to take care of myself right now that will support me instead of going into the anxiety that you're going to do something to mess it up. And then just placing your hands on your belly every single day and connecting with your baby. Just, I love you. One of the things I used to do, I did with my first pregnancy with the twins is I would just, I would close my eyes, I would put my hands over my belly and I would whisper, grow, grow, grow. Not from a forceful place, just like, grow, like don't leave me, you know, that more like kind of um, holding on really tight. It would just, in a relaxed place, I would just whisper like, grow, grow. And tuning into them. Oh, I love and that. And knowing that, yeah, the soul connection that you have with your baby can defy all odds. It can defy all odds. So, I know that was a little bit of a long answer, but <laughs> did that answer your question? Oh, that was I think that
0: was perfect. Like seriously, I have goosebumps and I know there's going to be a lot of women who are possibly like crying with relief in the car that they have permission to feel what they feel. Mm. I, I literally don't even have anything else that I can add because I just think that that is the perfect way for for us to round out that conversation and to give women like hands down my favorite word grace yeah. Molly you have to tell us about where everyone can find you and about what kind of things you have going on what kind of things you do give us you know the big shout out about where you are and what you do
1: awesome so I am. You can find me on Instagram or at com, And I have all sorts of different fertility options of my, as you shared in the beginning of our conversation, my focus is on the mental, emotional, spiritual, and energetic aspects of our fertility. So, and I- my core modality that I use is guided visualization. So if you are curious about how guided visualizations can support you in connecting with your body, connecting with your baby, connecting with the future um, vision that you have for your family, definitely check out my website. I've got all sorts of different um, courses and things on there. On Instagram, I'm at Molly and Nichols. And for if you want a series of affirmations, my favorite fertility affirmations, you can find those on my website uh, as well. Yeah. Um, so I'm super passionate about supporting women and standing in their power and feeling connected to themselves and the truth of what is possible for them on their fertility journey.
0: And we'll link to that link to the affirmations in the show notes for today. Okay. Okay. So Molly, are you ready for our speed round? Yes. Okay. Now, the first thing though is I'm going to throw at you a question that I didn't brief you on before.
1: What type of meditation do you do? Do you do guided meditation or Okay, so I'm a huge fan of guided meditation. I love guided meditations um or just listening to music but while I do meditation. I'm not I I have a hard time sitting in silence. And so I definitely love the guided experience that helps me go deeper. Sometimes I, I mean, I have a, a quiet visualization that I do, but I'm not one that sits and like tries to make my mind quiet because I feel like that takes a lot lot more energy than just being kind of guided through something. Yeah.
0: I always say like, it's from uh, like Emily Fletcher, who does the Ziva technique, your heart beats just Mm. the same way as your mind thinks like it's just going to happen. So what is your, Do you have a book that you recommend everyone reads?
1: Okay, so this book is a new book, which it's a, and also a shout out to one of my dear friends, but Nicole Jardim just wrote a book called Fix Your Period. And I feel like this book for women's health and wellness, like understanding, whether for us as adult women or even teenage girls, to understand their menstrual cycles, I feel like that's going to be one of the things that's going to change the even from a fertility space is really going to support young girls and women in understanding our bodies we need to understand our 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 menstrual cycles and before they become the focus of trying to become pregnant that we understand can the sacredness and how incredible our bodies are that our periods are not a curse they hold so much wisdom and so recently Uh, She launched her book and it's absolutely incredible. And the way that she's able to articulate how our bodies work is like nothing I've ever read before. So, yeah, Fix Your Period is my favorite right now. Do you have a favorite quote or affirmation? Yeah, so my favorite, I would say my favorite affirmation that I always come back to is what if this got to be easy? So, so much of our life, we get really caught up in the hardness mm-hmm. and how hard things are going to be and how difficult. And I feel like I can switch things in a moment where I was like, what if this actually got to be easy? And then my brain or our brains will just begin to find the pathway. It just doesn't it feel like a deep breath. Like, what if this actually got to be easy? Because so much, we're always telling ourselves how hard things are. So we just go, oh, yeah. well, this is what I would do, or this is how things would changed. Yeah. So that's my favorite that I, my kind of default that I go to.
0: And my very last one is, do you have like one message or something that you want to scream from the rooftops for all of the women out there who are trying to conceive or who have experienced repeat loss in the past?
1: Yes, remember... My ba- the message I would like to scream I had to, I have to like center myself for a second the message I would like to scream from the rooftops is just remember how powerful you truly are we get so many messages about what is or isn't possible for us doctors telling us certain things friends or family members making comments about what we desire for ourselves or our family and the biggest thing is come back to yourself get back in your body. Connect with your heart. Connect with your womb. You always know what you know what you know. Your heart already knows. So that, that moment that you had that desire to have a baby where spiritual conception began in your heart, where you knew that someday somehow you would be a mother or you would have a child or another child Follow that, allow that to be your compass, allow that to be your guide, rather than all the opinions and everyone else's voices that are in our heads telling us what is and isn't possible, because then we can filter that information from a more grounded place where we're making choices, we're taking that aligned action from what we know, rather than from fear what someone else told us was or wasn't possible. We as women, we are magical magical beings and when we connect to that essence when we connect to that knowing anything and everything becomes possible for us it may show up in a different way it may not be exactly how you thought it was going to look to get there but eventually you will get there someday some way somehow if you follow that intuitive um that essence that knowing within you
0: Oh Molly that is such a beautiful note to end on and I just know that you know as I said before there's going to be so many women who are breathing a huge sigh of relief who are feeling really safe now who are feeling really grateful to have been given that permission and you know
1: the beautiful energy that you
0: always share so thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today it's been a real honor to have you with
1: us thank you so much I feel so grateful and honored to to be here and to have um shared this with you so I feel really honored and thank you for having me
0: so that's our podcast for this week everyone we cannot wait to catch up with you next episode okay warrior I need to ask you a huge favor Did you know that the Fertility Warriors podcast comes out every Wednesday? So why not subscribe so that you get notified of future episodes? But also, if you liked this episode, and especially if you're a long-term listener, you would make my day if you would jump into your podcast player and leave me a written review. Seriously, I live for these. But more importantly, they tell the podcast gods that this podcast is helpful, so that they can send it out to more people and you can help me help others in the process. I would be ever so grateful for a podcast review. But lastly, Warrior, I need to also let you know, I am not a doctor, or a dietitian, or a financial advisor. I'm me, and the information in this podcast is for information and inspirational purposes only based on my own experiences so please don't substitute the information you hear on the fertility warriors podcast for professional advice and know that girl in the world of trying to conceive there are no guaranteed pregnancy or other outcomes please check out my website robinburkin.com if you would like to read my full terms and conditions